0: Yo, yo, this is Justin Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. The Interviews, a Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast.
1: Hello, beautiful human. Thank you so much for giving us your ear. I'm so excited. We're about to talk with Ariana Grande. But before we get into it, I got some business to get through. Uh, One, please subscribe to our podcast. Two, stay beautiful. And three, with surprisingly great rates... I'm obsessed with State Farm. They really are the real deal when it comes to home and car insurance. I'm obsessed. Very easy to use. And they're there when you need them with personalized service from your local agent. Uh, Or you you could use the State Farm mobile app too. You don't even need to talk to someone. It's really easy. It's it's really convenient. (laughs) I love it. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. My my real life neighbor kind of sucks. So thank you, State Farm. Anyway, did I tell you to subscribe to our podcast? I hope you do that. I'm gonna shut up now. Ariana Grande's here.
0: Let's, let's do this.
1: Zach's
2: Zach Show. But I got you it. You are so like,
0: proud of that Thank thing. You. Dude, look at this.
2: Yeah, hold on. <laughs> hold on.
1: It's natural.
2: This is how we're starting the interview because we have to start from here. What is that?
1: It is a gourd. Holy shit. But I wonder if it organically grows this way or if they, like, strangle it around the base to get this different head here, you see?
2: That looks like, that looks, yeah. I, I I don't want <laughs> to know that guy. I don't want to know that guy.
1: I saw it at the grocery store and I said I had to have it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, I'm sure. That, that I'm one, sure yeah. you did say that. <laughs> All right. Zach saying, interview. It's 1,000. Here we go. Positions, election, action. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my God. Uh-huh. I like the shirt this time. It's very, like, of the time, it's like very juicy
1: I tried to go spooky with it. Happy Halloween, everybody.
2: Happy-ween. It doesn't feel like Halloween at all this year, and I'm very depressed.
1: Let's kind of morph into it, because I wanted to start with Halloween. And when I think Halloween, I think uh, a couple things. I think, like, uh, Jack Skeleton. I think Bette Midler. I think Ariana Grande. Uh,
2: oh,
1: wow. <laughs> very synonymous with the holiday. Thank you. What What do you say? Does one celebrate Halloween this year in 2020, or do we... Forgo it do we figure out a new way to celebrate what do we do we've been waiting for an answer
2: i think the thing for me that is like most traumatic about this year's halloween i mean of course the pandemic but also the fact that halloween horror nights wasn't open this year really 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 really, really is traumatic for me like deeply deeply upsetting i usually go like on both hands, I can count how many times a year. You know this, we know yeah. this. Zach and I will walk through the mazes and the haunted houses and like, the actors will be like, Ariana, how are you? <laughs> and I'm like, what up ghoul number six? How's it going? We give a hug in the middle of, they're supposed to be acting. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, this is my, sh- this is my time. This is my, I, I feel so, I feel like I can't, like, like, like this year is just, now it hits. You know what I mean? Like why? of all the things that we could have, couldn't we have just stayed at home for a few more weeks, like all the other countries that were fine and are better than we are? Like, did we really all need to go to Saddle Ranch that badly that like, we couldn't have waited for the deathly pandemic to pass? Like we all really needed to put on our cowgirl boots and ride a mechanical bull that bad. (laughs) It is so We all did that Instagram post that badly.
1: (laughs) But by the way, like it's so selfish moments that really put us in the place that we're in today. But along with Halloween, along with a brand new album for the world to escape in, we have Election Day coming up. So the power is with us. And you had a huge part with Headcount in getting a lot of people registered, but also educating them and mobilizing the next generation. It's rather spectacular. So, Thank
2: you. Yeah, it was cool to have Headcount on tour with me and to be able to register over 20,000 people. But like, you know what I mean? Like, that's amazing. I just remember like my mom and Matt Bennett going to the booths before the shows and being like, want a picture? Well, sign up. (laughs) Like, it was funny. But um, yeah, I feel like that was such an awesome thing that we were able to do. And uh, I don't know. I really hope that we're able to make a difference and take back our power this year very nervous we're what 17 days away now
1: yeah it's 17 days but by the time this comes out it's going to be just a few days from election day so if you haven't been able to vote already vote in person if you can but it's all connected here because the positions music video not only perfectly captures the record but you do have these obvious and sometimes subtle nods to what we're all facing together and uh one of the things that stood out to me that I really appreciated was you were putting a medal on a postal service worker and a a group of people that have been so wrongly affected over the last few months but you do take on this responsibility socially right and you do incorporate in your art when you can
2: I do, I do. I think it's important too and I think that I have kind of always been clear about where I sit with these matters and kind of like tried to work it in in a way that is clear and definitive because I do I do want the people that watch my work to know how I feel about the world and how I feel about um, women's rights and how I feel about people being treated equally and you know, why can't things look like this?
1: When I heard for positions for the first time, I never thought White House, I never yeah. thought presidential <laughs> but it shows the depth to that record but also it really foreshadows the depth to the entire album, top to bottom um, What are the different positions that make up your existence?
2: My existence?
1: Yeah, who you are
2: Oh god, I don't know, holy sh. Um... I make songs sometimes. I am a dog mom. I am an editor, a producer, a vocal arranger, a writer, a dancer, a friend, a sister, a daughter, a girlfriend. I do a lot of sh- And it's like, I have an amazing team and I work with a lot of really great people, but I, I control every single shot. Like I, I call every single shot. I control every little thing. and I And I used to not, and I used to be able to like, pass things off and kind of trust people with other things and then it would go horribly wrong and now the only option is to literally fill every position. I look at my mom like my mom's a CEO, an engineer, a mom, like the most fierce, baddest in the world and I think that I learned a lot of that from her because she does everything herself as well. Like she, they can't, you know, and it's, she has an amazing company and she has incredible employees and brilliant engineers that are manufacturing marine communication equipment. Do you know what I mean? Like all day long. But she's a part of
1: everything, everything. like
2: literally everything. She has to approve every call, every shot, every position. You know, she plays them all. But this has been a really, really fun experience putting this together and um, making this. And I think it's, I I love my cabinet in the video, my cast in the cabinet. Um, Yeah. yeah, in there,
1: we have. We have Tyler in the cabinet. We have Taylor. We have Victoria. Yeah. Just an elite group of individuals.
2: Yeah. A gorgeous, intelligent group of individuals that I love. And I believe that we should see more people in power who look and are like them and us and we. And it's like, how are we going to get this right for? a country that is made up of so many different diverse beautiful people if the whole is being run and is being ran by straight white old men like that's just not cis that's not fair
1: and by the way you know? you no <laughs>
2: how how will we get this right <laughs>
1: in, in most of those people those heterosexual white men in power lack any and all empathy and they are selfish civil servants when the reality is we need selfless civil servants to really be the ones representing us it's
2: yeah or just anyone else. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm joking, I'm joking.
1: Uh there's a lot Sorry, right, I'll send here. a
2: long-winded answer.
1: No, it's perfect. <laughs> and I'm really excited because we have a whole album to dissect here and we are going to go track by track as much as possible. Perfect. Um, let's start at the top. Why was this the right time to give the world positions? And it there, there's no way it wasn't a hard decision to make.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. It was um it was hard for me to differentiate between like is this an inappropriate time to release because of the state of the world or is this the appropriate time to release because it's going to make a lot of people feel something bright and something better and be uplifting to people and at the end of the day I was like I'm an artist this is what I'm supposed to do I've always kind of tried my very best to take situations and make my fans feel better and make myself feel better make the world kind of like Smile about it or learn from it or whatever or turn it into art in some way so I kind of was like the project is ready let me try to make them smile because I know I I have seen them on the timeline worried about their lives and the state of the world all year and we've kind of like you know I've been working and it's done and I was like you know what this is this is like I, everyone is aware of what's happening. I'm aware of what's happening, and this is also my job at the end of the day. And I know that in my heart, this will make a lot of people feel something good. And even just like the day that I tweeted, I can't wait to give you my album this month. The reaction like floored me to the point where I literally am ch- like choked up because I I was like, oh, this is like why I do it. Like this is like at the end of the day, like what, why my heart was like okay yeah just drop it just do it just let's go because that because of them and the love and how it feels and how special that is it's like really i really am floored by that still to this day i gotta tell you like i I had chills i was like am i i was like am i in bts i was like what is this what is this reaction i was like holy
1: anyway people are looking for light it's obviously been a really dark time and as somebody who's been soaking in this album for the last few weeks It has been the lightest time in my life over the last eight months or so, 80s. Oh, makes
2: me so happy. Thank you for saying that.
1: People are hungry for an escape from what we're going through. People want to soak in a story and live vicariously through music and just be removed from where they're at and close their eyes and just kind of go for a trip.
2: Yeah. At At the end of the day, I do have to remember that this is still my job. And like, I've been so like, consumed with fear for the state of the world for like a very long time that I'm like, oh yeah, I'm still, I'm still supposed to put out the songs and make the fun videos and make people smile. So let's just do it, you know?
0: <laughs> How does that make you feel knowing you have like the power and influence to make so many people in the entire world smile through everything we're going through? Um,
2: I mean, I, again, I, I forgot that that's what it feels like and that that is in my hands. And when I started talking about the music again, that reaction kind of just like really, made me very emotional and very very um grateful and kind of like i was very emotional that whole couple of days like i felt some type of way and then i listened to the album 300 times i was like oh is it good enough i was like wait hold on and then um but yeah no i it's a it's a really um terrifying but also beautiful thing and i think that's the thing with the internet as well Is like it can be so beautiful and you can make so many important relationships and friends and fans and see them come together and form important relationships and it's so beautiful and then at the same time you're scared that you're going to see someone misinterpret your work and you're nervous about that and whatever so it's a it's a tricky thing but i am super grateful for them and anyone who gives a about what i have to say or sing or write or share and it's a, it's like such a moving thing in my life like it makes me like all right you know I need to hang up you know <laughs> I feel like I need to go call my therapist <laughs> what? It's, it's overwhelming sorry go on what goals did you set for yourself
1: vocally creatively personally before embarking on this per, on this process
2: um no I think the goal for this was to um not only Continue the story because I feel like there's a through line with my projects now. I feel like there's a clear. Oh, cool Uh, You know, this is a person's life feeling that goes with it Um, to continue that through line, but also to um, Sing a little more I think I was very Excited to focus on narrative and making fun bops for a little while and I miss really singing more I want to just sing a little more on this one and um it felt nice to be creating from a more healed place which is nice i know a lot of people love 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 thank you next and want me to always (laughs) make something like that i think but it but again i think that i'm happy that that was executed as well as it was and i'm happy to not be in that kind of pain anymore (laughs) and to be in a new chapter so it felt really nice i think the goal was to create something that felt more vocal and more healed as a reflection of kind of where i am at and it's been almost two years since thank you next so that's really cool and also a long time for me i feel like um so i'm grateful that people still care to hear what i have to say
1: (laughs) by the way yours truly is where this story starts and
2: yeah for sure
1: it will take us all the way to positions. Do you heal and then write the records or do you only heal after you?
2: It's all, heal? it's all simultaneous. And I think that that's kind of like evident when you hear like off the table, heading into safety net, kind of that like fear about new love and kind of like terrified that you're going to be the thing that holds this back from being the successful, happy, healthy love. And, you know, like, and that your trauma is going to be what contributes, you know, so it's like, I think it kind of is hand in hand. I think the music and the healing go together. And I think that, of course, I had a year and a half without or, you know, to focus on just the healing and just make a little bit of music here and there throughout the tour, throughout the process, throughout the, that chunk of time. But, um, yeah, I don't think one can happen without the other for me, which is nice.
1: Shut up. Why was that the right record to start this album?
2: Um, I think sonically it feels like an intro to me. And also kind of it just starts, it sets the tone with like, hey, this is the level we're vibrating on. <laughs> let's let's rise above all the ble- Let's celebrate what's good. Let's be who we are and say shut up and block out all the because let's embark on a fun, beautiful musical journey and sell everything else to shut up. It's like, I think that was sonically the right choice and just the message I think is like, kind of cute i don't know yeah, and i, I love it, the tension between that and the thirty-four, thirty-five. it's fun
1: well because it's like from a disney princess it's the start of this fairy tale fairy tale <laughs> love story yeah the, the, the strings by the way in almost every record on this album really set this beautiful through line from top to bottom. And it's like, it sounds so sonically connected.
2: I am glad to hear you say that because I wanted to start, I mean, this isn't event, this isn't actually what ended up happening, but with Shut Up, it was. And with Thirty Four Thirty Five, it was. I wanted to start each song with just strings. So Peter would send me ideas and tracks that were just, just, just strings. And I wrote two of those. And that was how we did it. Like Peter would text me the strings and like, we would start the song with just the strings and then Tommy would go in and and Franks and Javi and everyone who worked on this project and would go in on the strings afterwards. So we would like get them and write to just the strings, which was a really fun part. Um, But yeah, so me and Taylor and Mikey did did shut up and uh, yeah, we just used all the notes on the scale, you know. (laughs) <laughs> we were like, how can we make something that's fun lyrically and then also like so musical at the same time so that it feels like orchestral and sophisticated, but lyrically it's kind of just like fun and chill and like, yeah.
1: So good. I, I mean, yeah. when you're crafting a record, who are you thinking about? Who are you talking to? Because clearly you're saying one thing to one someone or a group of people you're telling them to shut up. Is there someone you're thinking about when you're
2: writing it? Yeah, I think shut up because we want it to not be too like aggressive or preachy. It's just kind of like an invite to, you know, act different and not spend so much time being negative and trying to not waste your energy talking about people you hate or, you know, so it's kind of about, I think, like haters in a way but not really because that sounds so corny because it's not it's about people who you feel badly for because they just live in the negative world and you want them to just come hang with you know me and Taylor and mikey and you know vibe whatever like (laughs) whatever or whoever fits in that circle our circle it's kind of just yeah leaving space for them to be better
0: I just think it's the perfect way to start the album. You're basically saying, like, here's me, here's my album, these are my stories. If you don't like what I have to say, like, worry about something else. Stop focusing on hating on me and everything else.
2: Oh, sure. I, yes. I love that that's what Dan says it means. I said like, yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's
0: tr- true because before <laughs> No, it
2: I- is. It totally, it totally is, but you just said it in a way that was so much more direct than me being like, <laughs> oh, the spiritual realm in which we survive is, is you know, like, shut up, right now.
0: Well, Talk. yeah, because, you know, the album gets like much more mature lyrically wise than your other albums. So to me, it's like if anybody has hate on it or hating on what you're saying, you're like, go back to shut up and listen to what I'm saying. Like, sure,
2: exactly. So it's basically like if you can't get past track one, start over. <laughs> exactly.
1: But it is truly the perfect start to this. Uh, you know, the, the lyric that stands out to me, all them demons help me see differently. So don't be sad for me.
2: Thanks.
1: You're essentially saying you've made.
2: I wrote that part. <laughs>
1: it is true, right? Like you do have a different perspective. We all do. Our perspective is built off of what we experience Yeah. and there are some demons in your, in the path behind you.
2: Oh yeah. What's, wouldn't stand in that wake. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but it. Steer clear all <laughs> by all means <laughs> buckle, <laughs> buckle up.
1: But it does affect how you step forward and how you navigate. Oh
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I, um, yeah.
1: And you're grateful for it.
2: I am grateful. Um, I'm grateful. I wish, you know, some of it had not happened of course. Um, but I think that I am very blessed to have the people in my life that I have and friends like you and the escape that is making this stuff. And, I do see things a little differently. I think I have a major, like, I have like a level of gratitude just to even be here anymore. That I'm just like, I'm good, you know. <laughs> All right. Thirty-four,
1: thirty-five.
2: Oh yeah, let's get
0: in there.
1: I did the math on this, and I do believe it.
0: Did you use a calculator, Zach?
1: Yes, I ran out of fingers and toes.
0: <laughs> um, you guys want to hear something embarrassing? I didn't yeah. do the math, and I didn't realize what the numbers were until the very last line of the song. No, that's
2: perfect. That's the experience that I want you to have. I love that. Please.
1: Well, why is this record important to the overall story you're telling in this album?
2: Oh, because I just think it's ridiculous and so funny and stupid. It's, like, absolutely absurd. Also, the whole f- me till the daylight thing is, like, ridiculous because, like, I'm tired after one, and it's time to go to bed. For me, I'm, it's not, it's a total facade. It's bullshit. I'm kidding. But, but, you know, it was just a fun thing. Again, we we heard the strings that sounded so like Disney and orchestral and full and pure. And I was just like, yo, what is the dirtiest possible, most opposing lyric that we could write to this? And I was sitting with Scott Nicholson the night that I started writing it. I was sitting with Scotty. And we we basically um, Scotty wrote the "Give me them babies" line, which is my favorite thing in the world. is That Scott Nicholson is a writer on Thirty Four Thirty Five. I and maybe so. He was like, I was like, "Hmm, what well, comes after?" Uh, um, I think I'm crazy. Way i and crazy. If I put it quite plain. And Scott was like, "Just give me them babies." And I was like, <gasps> "And he was like, I'm joking." And I was like, "No, no, 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 no. It's to print. We're doing it. It's done. It's perfect." Um, um yeah, Perfect. but it it came up as a total joke and I and then I became I like fell in love with it and then um Taylor and Victoria came, and we wrote the bridge together and um it was so much fun. <laughs> and it was the we finished it we started it last year. Um and then we finished it like months and months and months later when I was like, "Oh, this needs to be on the album and it has to happen." And it was the night after that Big earthquake scared the shit out of me, and I was like, 4.5 going <laughs> not be the magic. And it was after the 4.5 one, so that's why that lyric is there. Um, uh, it, friends were like, Wouldn't it be more than a 4.5? I feel like you're he's way stronger than 4.5, and I was like, Yes, but the earthquake last night, <laughs> anyway. Sorry, I'm telling you the whole story of how like everything came That's exa-
1: what do you think we're here for? Um. Sorry. I don't want to say the earthquake is the, is the reason why, but it is the reason why we have that line. But what, what sh- like, do you have the rest of the album and then go, there's a hole to fill and we happen to have that one song that we did a year ago? Yeah. Could be
2: perfect? So I the way I kind of like to move when I'm making stuff is I like to jump around. I don't like to finish things right when I start them. Like if I have a verse and a hook, I'll be happy and then I'll be like, okay, let's start something new or, okay, let's do the second verse and then come back and blah, 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 blah. So I like to just kind of, when the ideas are there, go, go, go. And then when I feel like I'm working, when I feel like it's, I'm, you know, I just like to bounce around until something else comes up and that I I hear something else I like and we'll start other ideas. And then at the end, we go back and we finish it.
1: Interesting. Like, how do you know that it was time to start? Hit pause on thirty four, thirty five. Like, at what point did that song like end? And then you picked. Oh, it up Oh
2: yeah, when my when my mom got there.
1: Oh.
2: <laughs> yeah. Mm hmm. She was like, "Hi, Ariane," and I was. Like, <laughs> I was like, "Billy, pause, plus pause."
1: Hey, beautiful human. I gotta hit pause real quick to tell you about State Farm. With surprisingly great rates, State Farm is the real deal in car and home insurance. State Farm agents are ready to help you. With personalized service, so you can customize your insurance because our lives are different. Insurance should be a one-to-one thing. And all of this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. So you can manage your coverage, pay your bill, and file a claim with the State Farm mobile app. It's a great price with even greater service. So when you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Okay, Daniel,
0: back to you. Can you talk about putting that verse together like the riding verse the earthquake verse like how fun was that building out that those lyrics?
2: Oh, it was so much fun. Also the thing about getting like me Vic and Taylor in a room together is I mean it's just so fun but also it's magical like when three besties sit down to who like know a lot about each other's lives and intimately
1: know each other.
2: Oh like- yeah, very intimately. I I don't really Work with people that I don't have a real friendship or relationship with, or that I don't feel immediately like connected and obsessed with. You know, I've been working with Victoria and Taylor since the first album. Like, it's not even, and it's so much more than that. Like, these are two women that mean so much to me. So it's so much fun. And um, my friend was there. My my friend tagged along and was like, when we it took us like 30 minutes and to write the bridge. And and Chase was like. You guys are, first of all, ruthless. Second of all, that was the most fun Like, he was like, I can't believe that that happened so quickly. And, um, yeah, but it was really fun. But, yeah.
1: Do you fun. channel a different side of yourself for records like this? Or is it all just one? It, it, obviously, it's the different positions.
2: Yeah, I think um, the thing about this song that has been my fear since the beginning is that it would distract from the, like, vulnerability and the sweetness that is... The rest of the album, it's very loving, it's very honest, it's very much a reflection of parts of my life. But also, you know, it's just a fun song and it it deserves a home on the album for sure. And that deserves to be written about for sure. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of like, I think that everything I do kind of has a little bit of humor in it for sure. And I think the people know that I'm not really like Making somebody Sitting here until dawn you know like I'm not really you know unless they really think that in which case I hope that 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 they work on that you know (laughs) I'm kidding (laughs) I'm kidding kidding. I don't know I I don't know I I've been very nervous about this one because I again I don't want it to distract from the rest of it but um but I do love it and sonically it's like one of my favorite things we've ever done
1: let's go from a song that has humor to a song that in my opinion has no humor but if, I can't listen to it and not cry off the table.
2: Oh God, what a jump.
1: Yeah, totally different. I'm but here. I've heard the song so many times now and I cannot get through it without I don't know, it's just such a beautiful song. Thank you. you? What?
2: Have you heard it? Of course. Okay, good. All right. I just want to meet you.
1: Was there an actual moment in your life where you genuinely thought that like love might not be possible again?
2: Yeah, I think that um, you fear that when you experience certain things and you go through like really traumatic, I think that your mind, you know, this, isn't, this wasn't written from a 100% this is really how I feel, but, it, but it, that fear is, it, is something that exists, of course. In your head when you let the trauma part of your brain take the command seat mm-hmm. that of course exists and your brain is constantly telling you no you don't deserve this or no this won't happen or no yes this person is too good to be true or yeah you will <laughs> you know be kind of just in this frozen in this period of recovery for the rest of your life there is there, there are moments where that traumatic the PTSD part of your brain takes the command seat and tells you those things. So I think this was written from that place and not from a real I'm in my right mind and I know that I deserve love place. It was it was just from a fear place, but it's it deserves to be expressed and I think it deserves to come out. And I think that once you write something, it kind of goes away a little bit as well. I think that expressing it made it feel so, much less legitimate.
1: Yeah, yeah, I understand. Like, like you, it's like an insecurity that you have. That's not you're. You're kind of saying it's not a, it's a fear. But by yeah. getting it out into the world and writing it, the fear loses its value, and you realize how ridiculous the fear is. And then you're able to open yourself up to love, or at least look for it.
2: Yeah, it's like when you share it with someone, and they're they have a reaction that is like comforting and supportive, and oh, this is a beautiful song. You're like, hmm. It's a beautiful song. (laughs) You're like, oh, okay.
1: (laughs) It starts, like the song does start with fear and you questioning it, but by the end and April comes in, the song kind of ends with this human being reassuring you that no matter what your baggage is, they're there to carry it with you.
2: Yeah. He played the role of the perfect, you know what I mean? Kind of like dream reaction to a fear like that being expressed. Reality, right? Yeah, I kind of brief gave him a little sum up of my, you know, we, we caught up for a while and talked about life and uh, everything. And he kind of, I think, wrote his verse from a perspective of like a person that would be filling, you know, certain shoes and what I've heard that has felt nice. You know, it's nice. I think he did a great, phenomenal job writing that.
1: Uh, is it hard to put that into a song like how'd you oh, yeah. know you were I didn't
2: know anyone. I didn't know anyone was ever gonna hear it so I just kind of was sitting in my room it was during quarantine and um towards the very beginning and I just had set up my little home situation and uh a friend of Matt Bennett's Shintaro had sent me a little folder of beats and he's amazing by the way he worked at the Apple store at the Genius Bar I think or like like was I think I think he was giving lessons on how to work like make beats and stuff. Cool. Like I think he was the guy that like you go into the Apple store and be like, Oh, I wanna make something that sounds like yeah. like Robin Thick and then he'd like show you how to make something that sounds like that. And um but yeah he's a really brilliant producer and he sent me a pack of beats and I pulled it up and I wrote a verse in a chorus and I sent it over to Abel and I said, Is this okay? And he was like, Yeah, I'm gonna write the second verse. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so that was just how it felt and it was very Intimate moment and writing process between two friends.
1: Does a song like that only happen after being alone with yourself for quite some time? Because it is a, it's very reflective. No, like if you weren't going through it in that moment, you're 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 thinking back, or
2: I think there's always a feeling at the beginning of of creating something where you're like, hmm, is this for me or is this for people? And this was one that I think was kind of on the line, I didn't know. <laughs> but then it felt really beautiful and my mom's reaction to it was really beautiful. That made me very emotional and I felt like it was the perfect kind of centerpiece in a way to the album. Um, because it does, again, make every other song on the album Make so much more sense. It's like okay, we start here and we start with a crush, and you start with the fun sex and the oh, what's your motive? What's your you know whatever blah blah blah, and then it gets to this real point where you're like, oh wow, I could be falling in love with someone. Is that even is that even an option for For me? Yeah, yeah. And then you go into I think 6:30 is next, and you're like, well, are you down? What if I lose my? What if I'm old and crazy? And then you go into safety net, and you're like, oh, here we go. I'm really here falling for real this is happening again I didn't think it could, and it is and then you know and then it's like I think it it's a pivotal point on it I think I think I don't
1: know. You know it is a huge moment in the overall story that you're telling do you know what that story is and do you realize that story only after the album's done
2: oh no I I mean it's of course it's nice to see it come together and make sense for strangers or for other people listening or for people who aren't living through these experiences but to me it's clear because i'm making songs that are coming from a real place and you know i'll be like you know it's like that's the process i wouldn't you know it's like i could sit here and you could give me a word and I can try to make a song about a word, but it's not going to be as good as if I sit here and I make a song about some real thought that I had, you know? (laughs) Wow.
1: I, I, the strings on this record, it hit me. And I think Off the Table and Myron are actually connected in some weird way. Did you hear the song?
2: Myron was sitting underneath my feet when I wrote that. So yeah yeah he doesn't leave me alone much but i think he loves that song i think he also loves chewing my headphones and sitting right next to me as i'm working and yeah he's in the little angel he doesn't leave me alone much i'll go to like brush my teeth first thing in the morning and he'll come with me and sit under the sink and like look up at me It's very sweet
1: oh and little angel i love the dogs at the end of the music video by the way Oh, thank you. But not all of them. Like not even half of. The-
2: I know. I wanted it to be realistic, but not like me <laughs> we slipping in the snow. You know what I mean? Because there was fake snow on set, and I was like, "I'm going to die if Lafayette is added to this, and like Cinnamon is here, and there's like all these dogs." So we we did a little, a little group. Yeah, many- Lafayette has to be in the next one. She has to be in some video at some point. Do you have eight? I lost count a long time ago. Okay,
0: got it. <laughs> it is off the table would you say that's one of the most personal songs you've ever written
2: it's hard to top thank you next because it's so so much more straightforward but I think um it's different because I'm kind of the only one in there it's just me and Abel who wrote it so maybe but I don't think so I don't know they all have they all have so much of me in them that I don't know I don't really like to be like is this the one that means this and I just I don't know I think they all kind of fit in a puzzle somehow.
1: How do you know it was time to share this story though? Because something has no, to happen.
2: I, I, and I do have an answer for that. I think 34,
1: 35. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm kidding. Uh, um, well, uh, the reason oh. I'm
0: asking that is just like, everybody knows like like what you said, you've been through a lot in your life. And this one, you're kind of putting it all out there for people to kind of hear your story firsthand.
2: Am I? No, I'm scared. I think it's a good thing. Oh sh- don't worry.
0: Do you have a question? or Are you just gonna f- say, sh- Daniel?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you have a question? Or are you just gonna instill fear in me and trigger my anxiety while we but sit isn't
0: here? isn't that what you want? Is to tell your story?
2: No. I just I don't f- know, dude. I just wanna sing and make people happy and say songs, and I don't know.
0: All right. Well, forget I said that.
2: I don't think about that. If I had, if I wanted to share my story, I'd do more of this. Sh- but I only talk to you
0: two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, won't forget. Scrap that.
2: I'm <laughs> joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh,
1: right. And and I want everybody. And everybody should know that you know.
2: Yeah, right. but it's also like, a, it's like a, yes, in a way, yes, because it's like I do, I do want some control over what the narrative is, but at the same time, you know very well that I don't like to spend too much time thinking about that because it's scary.
1: What does six thirty mean?
2: <sighs> six thirty is like six thirty, on the clock down. Are you down? Oh. They're
1: like I the position of the clock points down yeah <laughs> i was literally like does the sun set at 6 <laughs> does the sun no. set at
2: six <laughs> no both the arms are facing down i'm really happy this album has thrown you for a f- loop jack saying your brain is burning over there that makes I'm a lot so glad <laughs> <gasps> um, this profound body of work could really <laughs> make you short circuit like dude it's
1: made me think and, and and i really truly have spent a lot of time with it so i am dissecting all of it uh you do need somebody to to, to play video games with you at 2 a.m do you have that right now
2: yeah hell yeah
1: oh, congrats that's a big yeah
2: deal. but we're asleep by 11 oh, 01 or by like 10 oh, 01 we're old i'm old i'm an old person
1: uh back in the day ariana would be up at Probably like one o'clock, playing video can't games, can't no more.
2: I can't do it anymore. I'm really? tired. Oh yeah, I'm, t- I'm exhausted. Also, I think the amount that I have worked on this year that was supposed to be my off year is like crazy. I've like never been more nonstop in my entire life and it's like kooky. I think because like once I made the decision that I wanted to put something out, I was like, okay, now I need to shoot 76 videos, do 76 photo shoots in the middle of a pandemic. I need to get everyone tested 300 times a week. I need to... Um, Put together these mixes, approve all these masters, and I have notes on everything. I'm not happy with anything. I need to make sure everything is perfect. I need to, da 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 da. And I think I just kind of like drove myself a little crazy for a while. So I mm-hmm. think I was like, by the time we were both home from work and done, I was just kind of like, we both were like, okay, good night. <laughs> we were both like, okay, we're in bed by seven, watching Netflix until 10, and then sleeping. You know, <laughs> like old people routine. This is all that happens.
1: <laughs> Do you realize that you want to put out an album only after the songs are done or do you go i'm going to put out an album and then start creating
2: no i see a list of like things that i know i would want to be on an album even if they're unfinished i know that there are titles like of things that exist Mm -hmm. in my head and once i see like 10 i'm like hmm should I start paying attention to this? Do they go together? Is it cohesive? Does it make sense? And, and then I'm like, Oh wow, we're onto something. And then like, it's just, it happens. You don't realize, you know, Like I'll just look at Tommy. We got a little whiteboard in the studio and we write on it and keep lists of like what we really love and make like a little to-do list of what's left to finish on them. But once there's, once we're in the double digits, I kind of look at Tommy and I'm like, Hmm, are we here again? And, uh, that's always a very exciting moment and yeah that's kind of the when you realize
1: that you have something but only until only when it presents itself like you, yeah. you don't set out with a goal you set no. out to create and then eventually you no.
2: yeah yeah
1: skirt skirt is a language unique mm-hmm. to you there's a lot of
2: i don't think so i don't think that is no true. i would say that that's not true skirt huh. skirt
1: Dan is laughing at me. Am I am I not cool enough to know who who else uses skirt skirt?
2: I feel like that's a commonly used thing in rap songs, and it's an ad lib for some rappers as well. You know, they're like skrr, you know. No, I think it's, I think it's around Zach. Okay, I think don't, I think we don't we don't coin that one as an Ariana Grande phrase at all. I think we well, what? <laughs> I think we we back out of there quick. What do you coin? Um, I like uh, the nods to the other albums lyrically that are kind of like trickle it like they're kind of trickled throughout the album i purposely kind of try to tie in certain phrases that reflect and tie in other records to make sure that there is a through line and that i did it with sweetener and thank you next as well just to like kind of like wink at the other songs and continue the story and kind of like show the evolution of how situations have evolved and how certain feelings have evolved and changed. Um, so I did a lot of that this time. There's a lot of them. Some it, of them are more obvious than others, but yeah. One of my favorite ones is in Safety Net and is a real time or is it in my head? I like the in my head reference. That's I like. I like little things like that.
1: I love it because w- one day or even today somebody can sit down and listen to most if not all the albums starting with yours truly and really be able to see a human being progress and grow yeah, and evolve.
2: sure, yes.
1: It feels like one.
2: Side to side was very meaningful.
1: Bicycle, That I mean that you can coin. I don't think anybody else you
2: That, Dan, <laughs> I think is the one where it's the most personal. We don't even know before that is off the table the most personal record I've ever written. I think it's side to side.
0: I can it's see a that. It's really
2: that tough, sense. tough, they're neck and neck, but <laughs> also shout out to everyone that still is surprised when I'm sexual. It's so funny and it makes me really happy.
1: We talk about, well, there's a few here. I, w- I really want to talk about Just Like Magic because you bring up manifestation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you believe in that?
2: Um, Yeah, I think that that's super real. I think that what you put out and what you focus your attention on is what expands for sure
1: do you think manifestation played any role in your journey now or to get you? Yeah,
2: I think, um, for sure. I think that there is a certain way to look at things. And, um, when you know, bad things happen or when things get really tricky, it's hard to still look at them that way. And you still kind of have to try your very best to and learn about restriction and learn about channeling the right, mindset and really try and it's hard as f- and it's like so complicated and hard but Everything you do I think kind of contributes to the life that you create yourself Oh yeah. Every thought that you have and it's hard because again, it's like We live in a world where we're taught to hate ourselves constantly. So it's like it's really f- Hard, but it's like every single thing. I think that you think about yourself and others and how you react to things, what you choose to think about, what you spend time talking about. It's like I think it. I think it all plays a part somehow. I don't know. I just back to I, more manifestation. Like if we're going really there, because I kind of went off the rails a little bit. Um, but my mom always taught me that if I want something, it can happen. Like it's absolutely but possible and to never act like it's not. And I think in a way that's kind of manifestation. It's like, you think about it, like it's already there and it is, but I was taught that since I'm four years old, I was four years old and I called 411 to ask the lady who worked at the front desk at Universal, probably the theme park, probably not even the studio, if I could audition for all that, you know? And then I was on Nickelodeon. That was like my first, you know.
1: Yes, yes, it is true.
2: I do think it's real because I think that that's how I'm here at all. I think my mom taught me that.
1: I, dude, I totally agree with you. you know What's a great
2: thing to tell your four-year-old It's like, you can do anything you want, no, you know?
1: He, and by the way, that hit me in my life at the age of 10, and it impacted my path, even from that age. It's
2: You were the youngest f- rock star, radio host, entrepreneur at, oh. how old were we when we started doing this Together, you were what? Fifteen?
1: Yeah, we had yeah. A
2: radio show on a million stations when you were two months out of the womb. <laughs> a fetus, right off the press, couldn't even speak. <laughs> and you're like, "I'm Zach, saying on the radio."
1: Say it's. Well, you want to go? I was going to quote from the song, one of my favorite lines, go one ahead, of my favorite go. passages from.
0: You, you go first. Album.
1: Say it's tricky at the top. Got to keep a slim ego for a thick wallet.
2: Oh bad.
1: <laughs> friends left and right but i just send them love and light it is a realization that you need to be a kind person to achieve something
2: 100 percent. the minute you start being a f- tool that sh- that plug is being pulled mm-hmm. Kindness I mean, might take a while might take a while but you're pulling the plug on yourself the minute you start treating people weird and f- the the i don't know the runners and the first ad's and the f- yelling at people the minute you're f- plug is getting loose and you're, you know, like pulling. Yeah. It's not, you gotta be nice to people. You gotta be grateful. You can't see one achievement as a indication of anything. Like you can't accomplish anything and see that as like, "Mm, I'm different and I can act different and I don't have to work as hard now. And I, no, 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 no. It's a complete opposite.
1: By the way, like, that's a really valuable lesson that you don't actually learn until you're maybe put in the position. (gasps) (laughs)
2: <gasps> <Position. laughs> like, like to have Sorry. a
1: great success, you know. Like you don't.
2: You know when you have songs and then you can't hear certain words anymore. Yes. They're like, <laughs> well, I have a okay. problem, and I'm like, <clears throat> I hear the intro start, and that I should be in my place, ready to go like this. <laughs> like I have, tr- I have like trauma for all these songs.
1: uh The Ty Dolla Sign collaboration is phenomenal.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and by the way, it was the only song okay, on the I album that I took- I was-
2: I was clearing my throat, not saying, mm-hmm, "Yeah, it is." So, so I, thank you. I meant I was clearing my throat, but it sounded like I was like, mm-hmm, "Yes, it is."
1: How does this collaboration with Ty Dolla Sign actually come to be?
2: He walked in, but he just walked in and loved what he was hearing, and I was like, "Well, this is this is a perfect time and place for us to do something together." And I've always wanted to. I'm a big fan, and I and he's a great guy, and I've always wanted to, and so it just happened to work out. I think he just kind of sat down and loved what he was hearing, and was like. Let's do this together. And I was like, yeah, that's great. Well,
1: the record is, I mean, the entire album is very much present, but it gives me a a timeless feel. Mm -hmm. Um, Safety Net, it's like feels very old school R&B, but in the best possible ways.
2: Thank you. That's my wet dream.
1: Tripping, falling with no safety net, all over the sky. You're questioning if this love is real. At this point in life, do you even know? Like, do you have a test? Do you have a gauge?
2: How do you know? Well, you don't, but you do. You know, your heart, your gut, your friends and family. You know, I trust the people around me a lot. They've always, in the past, when I've been in something where it's not gone the way everyone has wanted it to go for me, they've always been like, hi. Yeah, you know that. You've been one of the people. So it's like, yeah.
1: Your gut, you learn to trust your gut over time. Yes. Oh,
2: or yes, but also, like, you can't, when you're a person with anxiety and depression, there's this, like, weird thing. There's a time, there are times when you can't differentiate between your gut and your trauma and your fear and your anxiety and your PTSD. And you're like, who's lying? Which one? You know? Yeah. So it's a tricky thing, trusting people and whatever and blah, blah, blah. But there's a time when you just, you do feel safe and it clicks and you're like, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, trust is a big thing. And I think that that song kind of is a very accurate depiction of what that fearful stage of falling in love feels like.
1: From that into my hair. I- I'm obsessed with this record for so many reasons because vocally it's unlike anything I've ever heard from you, you, you go the deepest vocally than you- that-, that you've ever gone. Like it, it is so f- good. Um,
2: oh, thank you, Fredo. Fredo goes, mm from in the <laughs> corner. <laughs> um, thank you. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, at this point, I've done a lot of sh-. I want to keep it fresh and exciting. want to use all the parts of my voice I can. I want to have fun and just make records that I feel like I haven't made before. And, um, yeah.
1: Your hair is so i don't understand why it's attracted so much fascination throughout the years
2: it sure has
1: I, it's unlike i mean it's so it's so wild to me from yeah. the red velvet red to the ponytails you have somewhat publicly been defined by your hair but yeah also in life hair is intimate hair is personal
2: yes but, no it definitely it definitely is especially when Your hair kind of is something that you use to differentiate. You know what I mean? It's kind of like the red was cat and that was very much a character and that was very much a portion of my life that I love and I am so grateful for. And I look at it and I love it and I see red and I'm like red hair and I'm like, Oh my God. And I think fondly of that, but it again is not me. And then I see like, like, uh, the journey that it's been to you know I did put out put your hearts up with red hair and that felt weird do you know what I mean because it's like I felt like it was keeping me in a everyone thinks I hate that record I do not but I do I do consider it a transitional part of my life that's why I never made to an album or anything because it's like I didn't feel like that was an accurate reflection of who I was as an artist or a person and I was like okay
1: to that by the way yeah it was
2: like this is a confusing time this also was a song written during a writing camp when I was writing songs for Victorious, And um, it's it's heavy and it kind of ties me to that. So then what do you do when you're an actress on a television show who's trying to also pursue a music career simultaneously because you're insane and can't wait? You dye your hair back and forth every weekend. So there was the dyeing my hair brown on the weekends and Brian and Scott would come and hang out with me while I got my hair dyed and then we would shoot a music video on an off day and then I would dye it back and be up all night bleaching my f- hair to go back to work on Monday. And then by the time we did Salmon Cat, we had wigs and it was easier, but then the ponytail and then, you know, it's all, it's all been kind of like uh, associated with different chapters of my life and my real hair, which is the humongous, curly, curly poof, uh, is kind of, I don't know, I like I I say so few people get to see it. And it's cute. And it reminds me of me as a kid. And it reminds me of, you know, it's who I am privately. And um, but so is this, I wear my ponytail all the time, too. But the curls are definitely something that I don't bring around much. But um, I think that's kind of what I envisioned that song being about is because it's like such an intimate thing is to be just like curly shower head. And yeah, and my boyfriend loves it. And he's like, curlies, yay. (laughs) So it's like a very (laughs) intimate thing. And I think that's kind of what that is about in a way, because like you said, the hair for me is such a guard character facade type thing. And it's had its own evolution, but it has always been like this kind of like, costume piece does that make sense totally yes 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 i'm making any sense you are making a a ton of sense but at the same time i do love my ponytail it's like if i would choose to wear it like that i would you know what i mean so it's like
1: i don't know it's It's like a uniform to work dude it's not
2: it's hard it's hard because it's like it's me but it's like okay, there's another me, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, there's a curly tower head me that looks exactly like my baby videos, you know? <laughs> would,
0: would you ever start wearing your hair naturally, like the curls?
2: I think I would, I think I have a, a hard time marrying it to the music for me because I have kind of created this persona and this thing and this, you know, I think, uh, I don't know if I love it for work. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, 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 yes. There's, I mean, th- it is the same Ariana, but there's a different. Yeah. There's, oh, a, there's a difference between the two, like.
2: And I like that. I think I like that. For now, I mean, maybe, it, maybe there will be a phase in my life where I'm like, oh, this makes sense for this project. I should rock this for this project. But for now, I think it's like a really nice private separation, like degree of separation that keeps me kind of like, yeah, this is separate and the things that you see are separate and it isn't your reality and it's like there is this time where you do get to take the um character off does that make sense totally because it's like you see a lot and it's just to be a a person who does what i do is a blessing but it's also kind of weird and i think there are times when i'm really grateful for that degree of separation although it is such a blessing and i am grateful to be in the position i am in. it does feel nice to have like this grounding thought of like yeah that's not reality you're real i don't know it, I, it's so much more than hair i'm talking about way much more than hair sorry yeah, but, but it I, is
1: all connected to your hair it is really? all it is all connected to your hair truly because i, I you know it's like it, the com, like the, the thought of like let your hair down this is like just you, it's you're taking off your work uniform you're becoming a different person but but also yeah. the same it's a different version of you it's like at home
2: being like, <laughs> At the end of the day,
1: like... <laughs> You're yeah, hanging up, like, right by the door or something? Yeah. Like, I'm like, yo, Myron! <laughs> <laughs> POV. One of my favorite songs from this album. And personally, and a little selfishly, the record made me really just what I'm looking for in a partner because it, it, it's it's a love song that opened my eyes, <laughs> as opposed to making me jealous of love or sad of somebody's love, it was really hopeful and slightly empowering. And I don't know, it made me realize what I I should be expecting in a partner, which is a big deal.
2: Well, it's a tricky one because it's also like, of course, of course you love yourself before you're able to fully love someone else, of course and this isn't really about that in a way it's just kind of about you know how everyone has the little things that you're like ugh, how could you like that you know and you see someone who you're madly in love with love that and you're just kind of like i'm floored like i could i'm like choking up but you know what i mean yeah like oof i want to feel that you know and i yeah i kind of was like wow I don't think that's a song that's been written. (laughs) I was like, I'd love to see me from his point of view. And then I was like, let me text Taylor real quick. (laughs) And then we, yeah. And then we made it and it feels really special. And I, I, I've never thought that before.
1: Yeah. You can, you have to experience this in order to write it.
2: Yeah. And I think it feels really special because I don't know many songs that have that, Concept and I don't think I don't think they are there and I think that a lot of love songs exist already and to write one that feels Like new and like a new piece of information and a new Point of view for lack of you know, not saying a bad pun. It feels really like special and so Yeah, I don't know. That's a very special one. I I adore Taylor. I love writing with her creating with her. It's so special
0: with the more and more success you have do you find yourself questioning everything you release more or less
2: i think um i have to remind myself that i need to not put the pressure on myself to outdo what i've done or make it about things like that because it's not the Point of being an artist. It's not why I started singing. It's not, you know what I mean. So I was just as happy singing in gay bars after a show of thirteen, and you know, that is. It's about singing. It's about loving music. It's about how it feels to sing. My gift, and that's what I need to keep reminding myself that that's. I'm a storyteller. I'm a singer, and that's my job. And the rest of it, I can't get wrapped up in because I know that certain moments that have happened are what they are. And I just need to worry about making new moments that are, of course I want to challenge myself to continue to grow and continue to evolve and make things that aren't, you know, that are new. But also I don't want to put pressure on myself to outdo something in a, you know what I mean? Other than just performance and what I have to offer people, I can't put that pressure on myself because it'll make me sick. It'll make, it'll ruin the point of art. It's like, you know, I know that a lot of people do care about those kinds of things, but I can't because I know it'll make me unhappy, and I know that it'll it'll kind of blur the point of all this for me.
1: So what is success to you? How do you measure it? How do you look for it? do you I mean success is different to each it's and every very, one of us
2: Yeah, it's very, very, very different. I don't know. I think for me it's not. It is really cool to have number ones and to have a Grammy that is currently sitting in a pile of yarn in my closet. Um, it is amazing, and I'm grateful for acknowledgement for achievements like that. And I and it is it means a lot. And I'll always say thank you, and I'll always be celebratory of those things, of those moments and achievements. But I think. To me, I I'm, am successful by being able to make something that I'm proud of and sing. And I love, you know what I mean? What I have to offer. I'm proud of it. I am proud of what I make. I'm proud of my voice and I'm proud of, I love my fans. That is success is having them and my family, my friends, my dogs and having love and having you know going to sleep feeling grateful and snuggling at the end of a long ass day and having that to look forward to is like success you know it's like that's real you know
1: yeah it's real it's real it's, not, it's more than yeah. just numbers
2: like, love and being proud of yourself and that's a really 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 major accomplishment i think that like the rest is distracting and can make you feel sick and yucky i see a lot of, i hear a lot of I see a lot of shit and I and I try so hard to not engage with it because I want to deliver and I want to make people proud and I know that numbers matter to the labels, to the fans, to the things, to the this, and like all of that is important to a lot of people. But at the end of the day, I need to, in my heart, success is just everything I've I've had since the beginning, in- like love and the ability to sing and tell a story. I'm happy,
1: you know. Yeah what you're saying is the truth. I, I, I believe that you would have still created this album even if nobody was on the other side listening because it just needed to be done. And I think you would still sing, even if there was just 10 people in a room as opposed well, to 10,000. I,
2: I did sing when there was four yeah. people in the room and three of them were Frankie and one of them was my mom. You know <laughs> know I mean? and that was I don't know what the f- that meant, but I'm so glad it came out.
1: The, the most meaningful part of your life, I am sure, is to oh. lose the success yeah I mean by the way like it's not every day that a dog just ends up on the side of a bus not I raised
2: Chaloups you know that's a different level of success actually
1: you're, you're right wow
2: um, now that into it
0: speaking of performing have you even thought about a possible tour for this album or is that not even on your mind with everything going on
2: no it's um uh, I don't think it is I mean I don't think people are going to be touring until 2022 yeah I don't see it as a possibility, and I don't think I would feel safe. I don't want to put my fans in danger. I think we need to really look at this, and no one knows what they're doing, and the way this is, this pandemic is being handled is who knows, and I don't see it in the cards. Also, I just got off tour last year, so I think that I kind of liked doing Sweetener and Thank You Next and then touring both together, so maybe... Maybe after the, like whenever the next one happens, which will not be soon, but end the pandemic sorts itself out. Maybe that would be a good time to start thinking about it. But I think that just the state of the world right now is not safe. It's not a safe time for people to be traveling and going to shows and being around. You know, it's not, it's not realistic. I don't know why people are like pretending that their tours are gonna happen right now. They're like delaying to the summer and I'm like, yeah, good luck.
1: What is the most rewarding part of crafting an album?
2: Uh I like driving around and listening to it and being really fulfilled by it. Like that feeling is really exciting. And Ray liking it. <laughs> when when Ray loves it and we're like driving in the car together, like from appointment to appointment, and Ray's like, she don't like work. That <laughs> I know I've made something good. Um, no, I think uh yeah, seeing like a playlist form in your phone is cool. That's exciting.
1: Because it's your own stuff.
2: Yeah, the whole process is really nice. Like seeing uh, the visual fall into place and you work on it hard and you edit it hard and when everything is kind of done and coming together and you think about like, and you look at it alone, that's nice. And then when you think about sharing it with other people, you start to spin. Well, I do anyway, I'm like, holy shit. It's real now.
1: Motive. A record that to me sounds, again, like a lot of this album, it is very present but still nostalgic and timeless. Uh, there's like a disco funk there. It really uh, it slaps in the right way.
2: I met uh, Murda through Wendy Goldstein. She connected us and I love his work. I think he's super talented and I wanted him to kind of like try new. For me, I think... And so I told I sent him a little playlist of like some diva music to listen to. And Vogue was kind of like the leader of the playlist. And he sent me a beat called Vogue. And uh, that was kind of the inspiration. And I think it's so cool that someone like him made that beat, you know.
0: Murder, like the murder that does like Drake and some of the Migos stuff like that murder. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's cool. I would never. Yeah, go ahead. I just didn't expect him to make that beat, which is awesome.
2: No, I know me neither, which is why I was like, hey, like, you're sick. I'm obsessed with everything that you've sent. And like, you're so talented. I was like, what if you tried to do something that you've never done before, never thought of doing before, something that someone could Vogue do? And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, well. And I sent him a couple of things to listen to. And I, um, it was fun. It was in quarantine. We were both kind of like trying to inspire each other. And um, he knocked it out of the park. And I think it's always so exciting when you push each other to try new things and someone can push you and you can push them and it makes something refreshing.
1: Why was Doja the right person to help bring in the life?
2: Felt it in my bones. <laughs> I was just like, ooh, she's gonna eat this. It's just such a specific space to occupy. It's A, it's like vogue and B, it's kind of is more like slow. So I don't know, it's hard to just have a couple bars on like a that tempo of a song and know what to do with it but she really added so much to it i love it
1: yeah her, her flow really is impeccable and it, yeah, it it's so perfectly good. but again i say this probably every time we talk like y- y- you pick the right people to who really are needed to tell the story fully it's never just this random bull squash feature <laughs> that was just what the does that mean I, I, bull we, squash yeah we got rid of bulls Oh!
2: Oh! Oh! Oh!
1: (laughs) Say, bull squash.
2: Bull
1: squash. Uh, Positions
0: is the album. There's a link in the description below. Please listen to it. Well, did we did we talk about nasty? Did I miss that?
2: Oh no, we can.
0: I think we have to. Can't. can't Yeah, let's
2: go back.
1: The laughs at the top of that record, plus the whistle tone, so delicate, really bring to life a different story. Yeah. I think so.
2: <laughs> What's the story?
1: I mean, you tell me.
2: Just giggling, having a good time, making songs. I think that's uh, just what happens. <laughs> I don't think it's any deeper than that, you know? But then again, people will find a way, my fans will find a way to create depth with something that is not that deep. Like, for instance, the loading bar on my website has a little flower in it. And, um... The flower that we were going to use on Twitter next to the positions hashtag just because it looks cute and is sweet and whatever. The flower matches my earring on the album cover and the theories that have been crafted behind this flower are astonishing and really creative and I'm I'm proud of them. But again, alas, it's just an earring, you know? You're like oh my god, this is a blossom. It represents her emerging from the murky waters, rebirth for a new era. And the divine woman that submerges from the murky waters is the blossom woman. And I'm like oh my goodness. I am so glad that you think that's what it means. Thank god that's what you think it means. They're so, I'm so happy that that they're that excited that they care that much. It's a huge blessing but it's just a your
1: positions is the album. You need to hear it. If you haven't already, please. There's a link in the description below. Ariana Grande. I love you with my whole heart. Okay.
2: Do you want to go to a haunted drive through tonight? I'll work it out. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. I'll see you both later. Okay. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show podcast network.